Hello and welcome to another episode of Coffee Corner Radio Podcast. My name is Martin Fischer. In this episode, I had the honor again to speak with Holger Müller, well-known analyst of Constellation Research about the current state of SAP. As Holger also published this interview via his channels on Periscope and YouTube, please do be not surprised that we are talking about some video stuff during our talk. As we are always looking for new topics and new guests on the show and your feedback, please use our Twitter handle at subcoffeecorner to provide us feedback and maybe yeah, some suggestions for future topics and interview guests. We really appreciate your feedback and would like to hear from you. And now lean back, grab a cup of coffee and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. This is Holger Müller from Constellation Research here with another SAP update with my trusted partner on my left, Martin Fischer at Cycling Fish. You can follow me at Holger Mu about talking all things SAP today. How are you, Martin? Pretty good. And how are you? I'm pretty good. I'm struggling with my virtual screen because I have a literal mess behind me. So there's nothing evil on this side, but just pixelation happening because something on my green screen on my computer is not working right. Pretty good. How about you? Yeah, also also very good. So first day back from um, first part of my summer vacation. Um, weather is getting a, a bit hotter right now here in Germany. So I'm I'm based in Stuttgart here um, today. Thirty degrees roundabout. So very very good day to work in the home office uh, just underneath the the roof. <laughs> well, because you have air conditioning as every German apartment has, right? So that's not a problem, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> No yeah. acquisitions in Germany, right? <laughs> well, I'm lucky enough here in San Diego. Um, I, I live here in this, this this house since two and a half years, and uh, I have not turned on the air conditioning yet. So, pretty good from from close proximity to the ocean, and uh, thanks to the Humboldt Stream keeping us cool here in Southern California. If you're close enough to the coast, otherwise, pretty well too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, how many have... trips have you taken, Martin? How many trips? How often have you been to the Stuttgart Airport? <laughs> in the last three months, we uh, haven't been flying for for about a year. No, last year we also oh. last my last flight was actually uh, to Teket. No, that's wrong. Just oh, how many business yeah. trips have you taken? You're not flying. How many business trips? I forgot about the European thing. You take the train, <laughs> the car. So how many yeah. business trips have you taken? I had one business trip in the last uh, four months. Which yeah. was about 20 kilometers by car. <laughs> you could have biked that, right? So, how's the biking yeah. doing? So, um, actually, I'm still biking with my son in in the uh, yeah uh, in the trawler. Uh, how do you yeah. call that? Um, the yeah. small thing. Yeah, anhanger. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'm still doing my Corona uh, morning routine runs in the vineyards. So every working day so far, I was running since. Uh, beginning of April. Good for you. Well, for me, it's mostly telecom. All right, enough about boring stuff about us, just to keep the continuity, because we talked about this also in April. Interesting yeah. day today, right? SAP <clears throat> announced their numbers, right? So, but what do you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, first of all, I have to welcome all the listeners of Coffee Corner Radio. Uh, so we are live on Periscope and on YouTube right now uh, on your channel, but we are will also be available on the uh, podcast channel Coffee Corner Radio later. So 
welcome to all the listeners right now. Um, yeah, what we are going to, to talk about today. So uh, we had our last episode together, I think, mid of April or something like that, if I remember right. Um, and we thought maybe the speed is a bit going down <laughs> of uh, the speed of change uh, within SAP and the enterprise software area, uh, but it didn't. Um, I guess two weeks later already, uh, there was a departure of uh, Jen Jennifer Morgan, um, which, which came at least for me out of a sudden. I don't know how it was for you. No, it, so, so it certainly was <coughs> surprising and sudden, no question about this. Because typically SAP does longer term setups than <coughs> four or five months, right? And and there was a lot of concern, I think, around this. Um, but I think overall, now that we're three months apart from that, SAP handled it pretty well. And there's been not um, at least public points of saying and uh, public noise or, or questions why this happened and happened. And the explanation was accelerate decision processes and during the COVID times. Good thing or bad thing. I still have to write my blog post. Um, it's on a long backlog about the co the defense of the co-CEO model. It's actually very interesting. The financial markets like co-CEOs better. And I personally think it's a better decision-making process. But true, it takes longer time. And you have to make the balance between uh, decision speed and longer time speed. I personally think there's been some other things at play. But I don't know what you hear and what you see. Yeah, I, I've read some uh, German articles about it. There were some reasons mentioned uh, behind the curtain. There were uh, this. There's this. Yeah, strong um, team in in Waldorf right now, and uh, she was maybe a bit too far away. There were rumors about uh, the embrace contracts with Microsoft, which are maybe not really in favor for for SAP. Um, The integration of the yeah of the acquisitions was a topic which was mentioned as as a reason and uh, so it seems like there were, were a lot of discussions between Christian and her yeah. all related to to other press articles I just read about that topic um, but yeah the the real reason or the official reason is is COVID and and uh, speed in decisions I think uh, COVID is another good excuse in this case uh, as we see it very often right now. Yeah, you're probably right. And, and I mean, the thing, key thing for our listeners and viewers here is my SAP clearly has changed the positioning model, right? So when they've bought all the cloud companies, Ariba, SuccessFactors, and so on, and concurrence, so on, it was all about stay away from them, do not break them. Um, we don't understand cloud or Waldorf doesn't understand cloud really well. So They operate by themselves, let them grow as fast as possible, and we integrate them somehow. And then three years ago, there was the, the Sapphire with Bernd Leukert and Rob Benson saying integration is important. Integration is important. It was two years ago, actually. And, and that, I think, opened some eyes, right? And then there was the mandate of the six sisters, as I call them. So let's get them together. Ariba, Success Factors, Concur, uh, Qualtrics, uh, Fieldglass, and I'm missing one. Not sure which one it is, but okay. <laughs> missing Ariba, Success Factors, Concur, Fieldglass, Qualtrics. Oh, I'm missing. Six. Well, COVID, right? <laughs> Don't worry. It's a yeah. major acquisition. I don't work anymore. Just just 
<laughs> Shame on both of us, but don't worry. The, the reader will, will have something to laugh at. We can't forget the secret. Yeah. <laughs> they were supposed to run by themselves, and then came the integration. They had to move to SAP HANA as database. They had to move to SAP CloudForm. All good things for the suite-level customers, but very hard for the roadmap. And that, I think, triggered a different, more integrated plan what they're on. And maybe Jennifer Morgan was more of last generation of letting all the flowers bloom or letting all the all the SaaS startups run, right? So I think that was the inherent change, which is important for SAP customers to understand that everything will be much, much more closely integrated and aligned now. Yeah, that's that's true. And actually, that's uh, a clear response to the customers who were asking for it, at least in Germany. Uh, I heard the same from uh, from the UK and from Australia, where there were last year conferences where the message was pretty clear towards SAP, we need better integrated products. Um, and for me, I was very worried last year about what's going on and what's coming next. Uh, I think uh, right now things are getting better because the, the roadmaps are a bit clearer for that integration. Yeah, that's the main main factor which came out of this, right? So one year of a break, then Klein Morgan becomes CEO and there's finally traction in the promised integration topic. But integration is a marketing term, right? Integration can mean all kinds of things, right? The original vision on the integration would be all web services, API hubs, and so on, integrating, loosely coupling, something thousands of enterprises are doing from reality because they have a number of solutions, right? Now the integration is much more close, saying same database of S4HANA, same delivery, same access management, and so on. So it's a much, much tighter integration, which we'll see coming out of from SAP. The majority of it is it's great. There's a roadmap, there's integration document. The majority of it coming now in the second half of 2020. Yeah, especially the, the kind of harmonized data model uh, or this meta layer of harmonized data view, uh, which I would call it, uh, makes very much sense for me and I think customers have waited for it because uh, just have a look on the business partner uh, in, in CRM and the business suite which are uh, not harmonized right now and uh, and in other system as well and don't don't talk about the, uh, the six sisters which have right. different data models so I think the expectation in the uh, enterprise world is to have that that uh, kind of integration uh, which uh, which is now ha hopefully happening um, and I yeah if you had a look at Sapphire now uh, where there were no real surprising announcements uh, at least for me um, no, no big things it was rather okay we we deliver now what we promised uh, years ago um, don't know What do you think or what was your impression about Sapphire? Yeah, no, which is, I think, good news, right? So and, and it was the first time since a long time, I was even thinking back to the 90s, that an SAP CEO showed an integrated business flow, a value proposition, right? With the example of Porsche, which many people call tone deaf, giving that uh, people are out of job because can't, can't afford Porsches and so on. Maybe not the best example. On the flip side, exciting brand everybody can relate to and so on. But Maybe not the best timing, but the key thing to take away for customers is not an unfortunate choice of the demo company, but is integrated process are being shown, are being mandated, coming, uh, are being shown as a vision. And no CEO would show it as a vision part if he looks bad <laughs> later. Nothing of that is possible of what was shown in the keynote the year before. So that's the big change and departure back to the integration part. 
Um, unfortunately, went to a certain point, right? You literally hosed in the digital conference era when your registration system, the agenda system doesn't work. People can't get to the events. So that was a major uh, faux pas on the SAP side. They all know this, fine. Uh, not much you can do about it. Now it comes back to how well they can recycle the content afterwards. Yes, uh, that was a very big thing and really annoying and embar embarrassing for a tech company like SAP, I think. Uh, um, it, it was chaotic. I tried to follow a bit, so I didn't uh, block the full days, but I just thought I, I can watch some of the sessions and uh, started with the keynote, which was kind of impossible. Uh, okay, I saw it then on Periscope, but then I was already not motivated anymore to follow it. Uh, so that was, uh, I think, a, dis, uh, a big uh, disappointment for, for many uh, who tried to follow it. Yeah, yeah, it has such a big following from an in-person attendance, right? And uh, the expectation was to have the same thing. So that was certainly disappointing. And the problem is, if you don't have it live, content's hard to get to, right? So it's going to be replayed. So for instance, this is the first Sapphire that I, I'm doing, I can't remember since a long time, even even as a former employee and so on, that I have not listened to the Q&A yet. <laughs> Because I know it's there, right? I can always look at it at some point and never get to it. So it's really important that these live systems work really well. So yeah. Now, yeah, major announcements, the whole thing around uh, uh, carbon management, right, sustainability. I think it's a good message, right? Uh, but again, not the relevant one in the midst of a COVID crisis, right? Uh, I would have loved for SAP to talk more about the technology behind it, right? Because my hope is that this involves the, the new, that's the biggest news actually on the product side, right? It's the SAP really does big data now, right? With the, I think it's the SAP Cloud Data Warehouse. I always jokingly call it after the gentleman whose team is building this Garrett Katzenmeier called the Garrett Lake, right? So finally, SAP has big data capabilities. And, and through that, you can have a better chance to do something additional with data, like, for instance, calculating a carbon footprint you know, or figure out activity-based costing or figure out which people are doing what in my enterprise, right? Get the full digital footprint. There's so many capabilities which big data and the data like or Hadoop style technology is open for SAP. So that, that's a thing really long-term uh, thing they corrected in their roadmap which they weren't doing. And I'm glad that they've done this. It's very good for their customers so good things should be coming from that. Uh, that's right. And I, I was actually surprised how far they are already with the carbon uh, footprint uh, implementation stuff. Um, the first time I heard about it in public was last year at the DSHG uh, Yaris Congress, uh, annual conference. Um, and there it sounded more like a, a first idea and uh, it seems to be a bit more than than uh, just an idea right now. Um, right. No, but, but it, it's good. The good thing for me, the other side is, this was an idea back in September, October on board level, actually Thomas Sauer-Essig's idea, right? So seeing all the Friday for Future things and said, that should be something interesting and so on. And it shows that when SAP wants to get something done from the top, they can move pretty fast. And it's this speed and agility that should be the showcase confidence point for customers, right? So hopefully SAP is picking up uh, development speed, right? All this talk on the developer side, developer velocity, uh, so they can deliver more value-added capabilities to customers. Yeah, that's right. Um, so we already talked about the online edition of or the virtual edition of, of Sapphire. So I suspect uh, your main task is usually uh, when you are not in your home as, uh, office, uh, visiting conferences and other 
analyst uh, events. So how is this year for you? And what do you think about the all virtual conferences? I've not been to the airport since uh, early March, right? <laughs> I might have one one trip coming up now in August, but uh, I'm not sure if I, I guess driving distance, <laughs> so 10 hours, so I'm not sure what I'm going to do. No, I, the virtual thing is enterprise are struggling across the board with this new format, which is kind of interesting. They're delighted and excited about how many people are joining their events, right? So Microsoft had their developer conference in June, which sells out like when it goes live 20, 30 minutes afterwards, which is limited to 5,000 people. And I was saying, wow. 150,000 people attended, right? So very, very interesting to see like how much better attendance, how much more reach you can have from this. So I, I think the, the traditional conference is not going to come back in the form or shape uh, as long as we're doing this, the longer this be going. And companies are realizing they're spending a lot of money, but probably not so much return. The question is, of course, what does it do from the sales side? Because these are also prospect shows. We try to sign deals. And uh, the good news is for the industry and the bad news for the event providers is uh, companies are not missing the numbers significantly saying, yeah, we didn't have our user conference. You know, we bring so many people there and they sign, right? So that's the interesting part to see. So uh, we'll see if the conference will come back. And the longer this goes, uh, the less optimistic I am. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I see some pros and cons. So the 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 pros you already mentioned it is the reach. If you just see it from a learning perspective, uh, it doesn't matter if you're or it's even better if you're sitting at home and can uh, just uh, join a talk there. Um, on the other hand, the, the networking stuff is completely missing. Which is so if you are. Uh, As I am um, since a few years active in the community, you miss this uh, opportunities to meet that uh, that people you know, um, and all that between the lines uh, uh, conversations are are just not possible anymore. That's also something um, I, I see in my daily job, where yeah, sales is also part of my my uh, daily work. Where, where you are missing the. Yeah, coffee corner information. <laughs> well, this is why we have the virtual coffee corner. So it's great to talk yeah. to Petra here of Coffee Corner Radio, right? Uh, about all things SAP. Yeah, so, so definitely massive change for people. Social connections changing dramatically. No question. Uh, not clear how this is going to all end up, right? So I've been playing with on pixelation here. When I go over it, it kind of like disappears, but. Uh, Now, now we have a view of San Diego, but if I move back, it kind of like creeps back here. So, yeah. I hope so. San Diego does not uh, disappear for real. <laughs> no, no, no. It won't, won't disappear. It's been, been around since a long time. It will be around for a longer time. Not like Europe, but yeah. Good. <laughs> 1847, 47 or 49, something like this, the mission was, was founded here. So, relatively short history. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as- All the cities in the west of uh, the states, or the, the and Canada. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, no, of course the west west was taken very late. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So By the way, it was hybris. I was sneaking. Ah, hybris in the list, right? And then, yeah. I never gave Calidus a full number, so theoretically there could be seven sisters, but I don't want to change the brand, so I'm sticking with six. <laughs> so, so it's SAP's forgotten CRM strategy, right? So no wonder we don't talk about it. Right? We don't hear much about it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, uh, strategy uh, and acquisitions is actually today a very hot topic. Um, yeah. Disinvestment. <laughs> the opposite. Disinvestment, the opposite. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Trying to sell it. Um, so today, SAP announced that uh, there will be an IPO of Qualtrics, so and uh, that they will sell forty nine percent of the shares. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> what does that mean? Um, I think, uh, yeah, at least for me, um, I never understood why they spend so much money for for Qualtrics. Um, uh, <clears throat> Even how how long is it? Has it been two years ago? Uh, it was January last year. January last year. January last year, I think. Yeah, yeah. eight billion, eight billion for a company which now does hundred thirty million a quarter. So pretty steep price tag, no question about that, right? So yeah, I, I'm still looking for the magic behind that uh, technology. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the 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 vision will pay for it. Right, so 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 the O data, X data, bringing things together is super interesting, right? Because companies look at their O data, at their transactional data all the time, and then they have to figure out what's wrong. So then there's hypothesis of what could be, excuse me, what could be wrong, what should we be doing, right? But you want to validate this, right? And the validation is if it's not in the digital signals, you have to create the digital signals and data from that. And the way of doing this is there's no better solution is surveys. Right, so asking people about this, motivating them with Starbucks gift cards or whatever, or through their loyalty or competitions, right, and give you a feeling of that, right. So there, there's no question on that, right. And if you can automate that and have this automatically done, I think SAP is on to something. But they have to deliver it, right. And that's the question: What happens after they've done their integration homework to really differentiate the SAP products beyond, right, the now different kind of level suite, right? They're more mature. Uh, they also published a. Uh, Adoption numbers, right? 7,400 or 600 customers live, double the amount of purchases, right? So there's some traction from that perspective for SAP as well. But uh, I think the, hy the hybrid, I'm going to say hybrid, so the Quantix vision, very interesting. I think the IPO is happening to get some of the money back, right? So, uh, which, which was in there, right? as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I think the, the whole story and the strategy and the potential is there. And uh, for sure, or at least that's my uh, perspective, is that with the uh, with, with the acquisition, SAP or Qualtrics reached the whole SAP community and uh, the existing customers, uh, which I think never many of them never heard about Qualtrics before. So for Qualtrics uh, numbers, it was... Uh, most probably probably a very good move uh, to uh, especially for that price <laughs> yeah yeah whoever whoever may I think probably the early investors in the quadrics made a lot of money right but i mean there's an entrepreneurial culture with the Ryans, right and six Seraphin, and uh, they can now live that and there's also the chance that uh, some other vendors if they build something really interesting will be embedding quadrics as their x to their o right so that that will work better if it's like loosely partnered. I, I don't know why SAP would keep the fifty-one percent, right? That's just uh, yeah. to, to to make nobody worried at the moment right now. But I think they will disinvest more over time. Mark my words. I could be wrong, but that's what I think. Yeah, that was my first impression this morning when I read yeah. the news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Good numbers from SAP, right? So um, good to good to see, right? That the company seems to be executing. Uh, better numbers in Asia than in Europe and North America, where they seem to have a better handle on COVID and seem to be operating more normal. Um, so that's, that's good to see. And that certainly takes off the pressure from Klein as a sole CEO now uh, to keep the, the investors happy, which is a crucial part of his job. 
And whenever the investors are happy or okay or in a happy place, they confirm guidance, now they have to deliver to that, then you have time to do the big important thing, which for me is always on the product side. Right? So, And that's what's going on, in my view. Yeah, and the stock is uh, doing very good. I would even say almost crazy um, <laughs> right now in, in these times. But uh, that's a completely different topic, I think, uh, the whole stock market thing. But yeah, I, I can... Uh, imagine that the the pressure on on Christian is is not that big uh, with that yeah results and numbers right now. So um, yeah, seems to be all good. <laughs> yeah. so the pressure is big, right? Uh, uh, there's less pressure on the financial side or things to solve there, right? Uh, I think SAP will not need layoffs this year or something like this, which always changes strategy, go to market and so on. That's so it's all good news. Uh, that the pressure is on uh, to deliver the future growth. Yeah, yeah. but after uh, the departure of Chen Morgan, uh, there was yeah some comments saying, okay, now we've got that uh, male German uh, board back. Um, yeah. How do you think about that? Yeah, I, I, I don't think it makes sense. I mean, it is a problem, right? I mean, the Porsche example, I don't know how they could have changed it or not, right? Not having having built the keynote of Sapphire out of Germany completely and not having global feedback potentially, I'm just I, I don't know, uh, might have led to a different appearance at Sapphire than than would have been uh, appropriate, right? So I'm a strong believer in, in diversity. I'm a strong believer in, in global management teams because the the world so being global and connected ticks differently in different parts, and that's something that uh, Christian and the board have to pay attention to and make sure that they don't become too single location, single culture-centric, right? which is a risk. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it, it makes sense that they harmonize as a team well, very good. At least I have the feeling that uh, Thomas, uh, Jürgen, and, and Christian are very, very good uh, team players together. Um, but on the other hand, as a global company, that's uh, really something which might be also a bit dangerous uh, on a long term. Yeah. Wild agreement in the management team is rarely a good thing in the long run. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense yeah. for that situation where they had to, to fix uh, products, product strategies, integration topics. But... Okay. Uh, Most probably, this should change soon again. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we have a reason to talk again. <laughs> the other challenge, of course, is a massive generational change, right? We move from senior executives um, in their 50s moving to their 60s to senior executives barely in their early 40s, right? And it's much, much harder to find those high potential people and put them into responsible positions outside of your cultural experience, outside of your hiring part, right? Because if you look at it, this is basically uh, Christian working with uh, Thomas uh, being the CIO and so on and making it part of his move to become CEO that he takes over products. And then Thomas is expanding his role with um, uh, Christian becoming CEO, right? So so that's, that's a trusted uh, relationship there, uh, which is there. So it's much harder to find someone who's, coming from somewhere else in their late 30s, early 40s to take over a similar role because they don't know each other long enough. Yeah, yeah and they don't know Hassel, most probably. <laughs> oh, well, everybody at that level has to get to know, we'll get to know Hassel. That's uh, built in the system, right? As long as there's the owner-operator, there's no question about that. Uh, <laughs> the role, right? And then Jürgen is, comes out of the, 
the hustle corner much, much more from a longer term perspective from the Potsdam Innovation Institute and so on, right? So HBI. Yeah. 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 Well, the, 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 but but there I think we have to talk about for a second, right? Is the, the Corona van up, right? So ah, yeah. <laughs> what, yeah, what, what, what a fascinating uh, situation there, right? That uh um, despite all the privacy concerns, right? I mean, much good, good adoption in Germany in general. Interesting to see. Uh, but, but, but I was surprised how many few positives were on the app because, uh, for 15 million people, 550 cases, uh, coming through the app, that doesn't make sense, right? And then they got major, major egg in their face of not having the app ask, can I run in the background, right? Because who has the app in the foreground for most of the time, right? So there's, there's a software quality part where SAP has, I think, interface architecture part and quality assurance. Are people really using this? It's not just about downloads. It's about, like, how much does this thing do? But, I mean, glad they fixed it. Better to fix it late than never. But, uh, yeah, uh, not, not a successful story, at least for the moment. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually... Our last episode was uh, with two an in interview with two of the project members from SAP. So if you are interested, uh, just go to the podcast uh, Coffee Corn Radio. Uh, if you are interested into that topic, yeah, I, I mean it was not running uh, correctly, or that that issue was not uh, on all phones. Um, so I never had that. I also installed that uh, on an iPhone uh, um, X. Uh, S. So there, there was no issue, but with older phones, it was an issue that the update was not coming. Uh, they said, uh, they kind of tracked, um, the, the contacts you had, but, um, it didn't alert you if, if somebody got a positive test. This, this, this is a shocking thing, right? All the privacy discussion in Germany, right? You build a system which is supposed to be on. Yeah. You push it. And you don't, I didn't install it. I can't install I can't download it here, right? Yep. And it doesn't ask you, do you allow this application to run the background, right? So this would have been a warning flag if I installed it. I said, what? <laughs> it does it automatically without asking me, without getting my consent, or it doesn't do it, right? Something is wrong here. And yeah, well, okay, let's lesson learned. But I mean, if I was CIO building custom projects of SAP uh, on the mobile side, I would like say, oh, so if the top down, highly visible project uh, does does mistakes like this then yeah but okay i mean mistakes happen uh, it's very human um hopefully how the important thing is we learn something from it and, and move on but uh, yeah that doesn't look good right and then 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 muller jürgen muller does this blog post and say oh it's the device manufacturers no it's a feature in android i don't know if ios i don't follow that closely it's a feature in android since three years or something that, that you have user control about background apps, which is an important thing from a privacy perspective, from battery perspective, from performance perspectives, obviously. Yeah. No, actually, on, on iOS, uh, the phone doesn't ask. It seems to be a bug, which uh, that was uh, the, the announcement. So Apple kind of admitted it. I don't know. So still weird testing. Hmm? <laughs> this is why I don't, don't, don't like Apple in general, right? They think everything is done Cupertino and the best of the world, right? And that, that cannot be from no company, no matter how talented you are. You can't, you can't do this. So I prefer much, much more the Android approach. Yeah. yeah. But, but there it, it uh, the issue was even bigger, I, I think. Um, one, one thing, if we already uh, touched the topic, is uh, the approach SAP uh, developed that software 
fully open source, uh, very transparent on GitHub. Um, right. And so, yeah, if you had a look on, on at, uh, at least in my Twitter sphere, for example, and also on the press, uh, when there was announced that SAP and Deutsche Telekom will, will de de develop that uh, app and operate the systems afterwards, uh, the general yeah, mood was more or less, mm, if that is uh, that, uh, such a good idea, why those uh, uh, yeah, maybe slow companies, whatever, they are not uh, famous for de uh, delivering fast, uh, yeah. open source, and all that stuff, and um, that's something I really like. They really sh showed that they can do that and mm -hmm. that they exactly. um, can manage open source project even with that high attention. Um, they got very good feedback uh, for code reviews from uh, developers, independent developers yeah. who just had a look on that. Um, there's the German so-called uh, Chaos Computer Club who mm -hmm. are very data privacy and security. Uh, yeah, um, they, they really pay a lot of attention on that kind of stuff. Um, they even didn't find uh, stuff to complain. That was from right. that point. Um, yeah, not talking about the bug we just mentioned. From that uh, perspective, it was a really, really good thing for SAP. Uh, and for Deutsche Telekom, and a very good example. Um, there were also uh, discussions about the budget, but yeah, if you are not sure. involved in that project, that's hard to comment. Budget, budget doesn't play play a role in these projects, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, and I mean, I mean, there's behind the scenes, there's also some infrastructure, uh, yeah, which they they set up for. Uh, the the health authorization in in Germany um, and that's the, the, apps. That's the business idea right behind it. <laughs> yeah, most probably. Uh, and I I can imagine if you uh, think about uh, German uh, yeah administration offices, that's a hard part to get them digitalized. Uh, so that's still. I just uh, saw today a letter to my wife from the city of Stuttgart where they send a letter and say, okay, you can respond via an email. So that's how we are handling that kind of stuff. <laughs> no, I mean, you have advice, but the, the takeaway for SAP customers is if SAP wants something from the top down, they can deliver something, right? It's very similar like the sustainability solution. Uh, this is a good example where SAP is doing good stuff as a German technology company for Germany. So that, that's all good. It's shocking. The good thing is also they did it via open source and review and got, got good notes from that. But again, what kind of is an open source review good if the application fails in one of its core capabilities, right? So obviously not everything was shared or not shared to enough people or people who don't build applications. Because like, like this is one of the basic things, top 10 checklists of, of your of your app is, is battery consumption, right? Because you have to be a good citizen. Otherwise, you get banned from the app stores. Forget Corona and COVID warning apps, right? So, and then not thinking about the implications of that and not figuring that also in the code review saying, you have to think about this. Uh, that, that questions, of course, the review process because the whole idea of open source is that more people look at this and do something. In the meantime, you yeah. see I'm experimenting with my jacket now. The pixelation on my right here is getting gray so it's something it likes my t-shirts i'm not going to take the t-shirt off so don't get your hopes up here <laughs> but uh, it's, it's little less yeah good what else do we have martin 
Yeah, uh, well, just one last comment on on uh, the Corona Warn app yeah. thing, um, which I already forgot. <laughs> uh, great. No, um, one one thing I wanted to add. Uh, one uh, aspect about giving that to such big companies uh, became clear to me when I was listening to another German podcast. Uh, sometimes I hear also other podcasts, not only Coffee Corner Radio. Um, where they interviewed the project manager from SAP side and they had a very close uh, involvement with Apple, Google uh, and uh, they they have a very direct connection to them and I think um, if a, just a startup or a small independent app company would have uh, started that project, that would not take place. Um, they, they wouldn't take that serious enough um, and it would slow down the whole process. I mean, if it would go to the German government, for example, they are addressing Apple again, uh, not understanding what the actual is issue is because it's so technical. Um, so that's, that, that's one thing where it... Um, Makes sense to me that it's a SAP and telecom. I'm not a, a big fan of big companies, uh, actually. So at least not for me uh, as an employee. Uh, but in, in this uh, thing, it makes very much sense for me. Also, they are working closely together with the uh, German Fraunhofer Institute, uh, which do the, the research in the Bluetooth uh, low energy Area because Bluetooth low uh, low energy is of course not made for dis distance uh, measuring. So there were also a lot lot of tests happening in the background uh, to get that stuff running. Yeah. But again, uh, sorry if I'm the negative guy here. Right, it's great that <laughs> SAP can get the attention of Google and Apple. Right, and that nobody who was their partner advisor on the Apple and Google side said, "Hey, background use." <laughs> uh, that doesn't look good, whoever was involved from Apple and Google side either, right? So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great example that even if big companies are involved and money is not important, it still doesn't mean that you get a functionally working application, right? And yeah. I don't even want to go to how many people got COVID with the app on there who <laughs> could have been warned who have not been warned, right? So, which, That's by true. the way, be said out of the 15 million downloads, so and so many were affected. Which is very unfortunate, not transparent that SAP Telecom, whoever does this, has not done yet, right? So, and uh, unfortunately, like uh, lack of transparency never goes to positive thoughts, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> because if, if if it is it is what it is anyway, right? Give SAP good numbers on their region security breaches to be transparent about this, right? And, and share that, right? So you 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 don't want to hear it from. Hack companies being hacked because of security breaches. You want to hear it from your vendor and that they have a strategy and a plan. They might hopefully ideally have fixed it already. That's the best way of doing it. But um, uh, yeah, I, uh, sorry. I, I'm, I'm very disappointed about the COVID app <laughs> from the technologist, right? So. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's a bad sign that it took so long uh, till they find it, found it out. So, yeah, so this should have happened. Really, the first thing, there's so many. Uh, Gets me started, right? Usage analytics, right? You have a new app. You just don't want to look at downloads. You want to see usage, right? What does it do? And what's the value of the app? And the COVID value app is how many COVID cases does it do, right? You don't have to invade the privacy. You just want to see how many times it's a fire. And does it somehow correlate to my 15 million out of 80 million Germans or smartphone users, right? And obviously, I was wondering, okay, maybe that I'm showing us the full numbers, but okay, fine. 
enough COVID warn up. I'm not positive on the topic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm half half. <laughs> so no, I no, think in principle a very good thing, but I would not have expected the players involved. And you reminded me of the open source review and the privacy guys and wasn't Carl's Computer Club legendary German data privacy and so on all reviewed it, uh, the partners were in there, the platforms were in there, they waited for them to do something, we still don't know what they had done for them, right? And then something which is not like the UI was bad or the download wasn't there. No, the thing does not work on a certain number of phones and that is really bad. Yeah, right. yeah that's true. And there's no way for you as a user to tell, right? So for whatever apps you install them and you say, hey, this thing doesn't work, throw it away, why, why waste my memory, right? Here you have a high hope of something working and so it's yeah, don't get me started. If there would be competition, it would be heyday, the best day for the competition on this thing, and people would throw it off, right? Which comes back to the point that competition is a good thing, right? So yeah, so, yeah, for sure. Yeah, good. What else do good. we have? Yeah, I think we pretty much uh, covered most of the topics. I was uh, well, looking about. ahead, right? So what's happened? I mean, I think it's great that ICP confirmed their guidance for the year. I think that's a sign of confidence. The challenge really is, um, can companies continue implementations, right? You're much closer to that in this remote working thing, right? I've not seen, I've seen large implementations being stopped because there's just this conference room model, right? You pull the people out of their function for a week or for the whole project and they sit in this conference room with the consultants or their Monday to Thursday. That model doesn't work. And I've not seen the complete digital adoption of that. And that must have an impact on all enterprise application vendors, right? And then we talked about the sales part, right? People meeting in person, the wine and dine. I can't go to the soccer match to be wine and dine, to the golf outing, uh, to the Formula One race and so on. Does it really play a role, right? So that's going to be the interesting thing to watch. And this will determine, we talked about digital events, this will determine where the promotion dollar spending is going to go going forward, right? Because maybe I'm going to get more if I pay people or invite people to a value-added podcast <laughs> example, uh, where they learn the insights independently than going uh, every five years when I sign something to an SCP-sponsored tennis tournament. What's your, for, your thoughts, Martin? Yeah, I agree um, on that point. So uh, definitely I also think um, the whole economy is still a very big question mark for me. So the, some companies uh, are already behind the shock because uh, their stores had, had to close. Uh, we receive they will have to close again, depending on the country. Germany is doing, yeah, not too bad, but uh, numbers pretty were... Well for now. Pretty well for now. <laughs> pretty well for now, but yeah. the numbers are getting up again. Um uh, in Spain, it's rather critical. So we will see if um, companies have to close their stores and shops again. Um, I think it, a second lockdown will most probably not get that hard as it used to be because we know more about the virus now and uh, uh, measures you can maybe take. Uh, but on the other hand, especially companies who are living from long-term investment uh, deals like uh, ERP vendors, uh, like SAP, um, might get the impact rather later because the budget planning for the upcoming years will uh, will yeah, completely change. Right. And um, that combined with the S4 uh, or the uh, business suite announcement that the maintenance will be 
that it will be longer maintained uh, might lead to the fact that uh, some S4 um, yeah, implementations will be postponed and um, most probably uh, many companies will do that. I totally forgot to play with video editing capabilities here, so I have to go a little <laughs> overboard right now. <laughs> no, but uh, um, you're absolutely right. So, and then what what companies vendors have to be aware of that there's basically three categories of companies, right? So there's the ones who are super super busy; they have no time to implement ERP, like like say say healthcare, uh, all the essential business. Then there's this group which I call the stutterers, the on and off ones, right? And the on and off is not like all the company on, all the company off, right? But certain locations are on, off, like retail, uh, certain manufacturing and so on. And then the ones on the sidelines, right? Uh, uh, think airlines, travel, hospitality, and so on, retail. Uh, and, and those are don't have the money, don't even know how the business is going to be. So this is not a good climate to implement business applications, right? Across all of these, right? The first one is too busy. The other one is kind of like busy. So I have a lot of hope on the stutterer segment that people have the discipline, fortitude to say, no matter what, we have to upgrade ERP. And the ones on the sidelines, they're not touching it, right? They, they might be figuring out, oh, we reinvent ourselves as a totally different company, not an airline anymore, <laughs> whatever. But then they need a new, a different ERP once they made that decision, right? And that decision hasn't happened yet. So it's a very challenging environment from a macro perspective. So we'll see how, how the software industry will come out of it. Yeah. yeah, and I think uh, the software companies who are offering collaboration software are a bit in your favor right now. <laughs> yeah, because, because we all we, we all need them, right? And uh, it's good to see that there's finally competition on this, right? So I'm, I'm waiting to see Microsoft's new staggered, I call it like the, it's the view like you have in universities, uh, like, uh, uh, which makes it more natural than, than everybody having their, their square inch, right? So We'll, we'll see how that goes, right? So it's good to see the competition, right? Competition, I yeah. think, is the key thing to make things better. Yeah, yeah but um, that might become a bit of an issue for SAP because they were never good in collaboration software right now. So, uh, yeah, but the, the, the right for them to partner. Yeah? So uh, the good thing yeah. is there's not open APIs, right? The Teams integration is there. The Slack partnership is there. Uh, but but the pressure is now on those companies and the people who integrate to really make business work on that. Right, and uh, we might also see acquisitions of, of big application vendors into that space. Right, so um, we'll see if they want to cede their UX to them or not. Right, to conversational uh, user interfaces, which is very powerful to a certain point. But the question is, can you really run like that? And we'll, we'll have to see. Yeah. So, yeah, fully agree. Oh. So we are running out of time, actually. Again, as usual, we always run out of time. <laughs> <laughs> always, always good to talk to you, Martin. Always good to get uh, being here in Southern California, get the European perspective from you, and also an implementation perspective. Always good to be grounded as an industry analyst. So I, I always love love to be here at Coffee Corner, and it's good that we have a visual for output here too. So where do I find the podcast? Where do I find the podcast? Uh, you find it in all all the podcast uh, stores. So Apple Podcasts and uh, Anchor, for example, just search for Coffee Corn Radio Podcast. Um, and yeah, maybe we, I can post the link be, uh, below your uh, YouTube video, then everybody can find it if you're interested. Yeah, so, so search for Coffee Corner Radio, right? Yeah, Coffee Corner Radio. <laughs> right. Cool. Okay. Right, well, it was a pleasure again uh, to have you. We'll see and you. Always a pleasure. Stay healthy. Keep biking. Keep running. 
Yeah, and I mean, uh, we'll, we'll speak soon again. Uh, latest when the next SAP earnings are. Okay. Yeah, we will see. <laughs> Take Thanks, care. Martin. Good to see you. Thanks. Bye bye. Thank you.